Thank you for joining For Our Special Kids, where we openly and honestly discuss the magic and the mess of raising a child with special needs. We are thrilled to have you here and hope this time provides you with some wonder and wisdom. I'm your host, Jennifer Lansink. Let's get started. Our episode today is with Marin, a new friend of mine and a parent to two amazingly spiritual children. During our chat, Marin gives us lots of tangible, easily implementable, that's a good word, implementable strategies if you want to raise children in a more spiritual way. She's honest about how she perhaps used her words without fully understanding the impact of them on her then two-year-old's imaginary friend. And I do put air quotes around imaginary friend. Uh, Those mistakes really drove home, though, the power of her words. Uh, She gives lots of real-life examples of how she now supports and validates her boys' experiences and observations. And those scenarios really helped me with my interactions with Teal. Uh, She shares steps we can all take with our children to encourage them, honor them, and raise them to be loving humans in our world. We talk at the end about how when we simplify most of this journey we're on, it just comes down to love and light. I hope you enjoy our chat and let me know what you think. Have a good week. I am here with Marin, and I'm so excited that you've taken some time to spend uh, with us today, Marin. So thank you. Let me read your bio. All right. Marin is a speech pathologist a mother of two amazing boys, a wife, and a developing medium. She recently discovered her intuitive abilities while seeking spiritual healing and shares her experiences on Instagram at at making of a medium and co-hosts a spirituality mentorship series on YouTube, which is at the healing heart. And that's H-A-R-T. So at the healing heart, go check that out. Her goal is to empower individuals to find their inner divine connection and begin their own transformative healing journey. Marin, thanks for joining us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled that you're here. Uh, I'm actually just going to jump right into how we first uh, started talking, which I think is pretty dang cool. You were in an advanced mediumship course with me, uh, with Denise Carell, a little shout out there to her. And I presented this challenge that I had with Teal. So one night, Teal woke up and she was crying and it wasn't a typical cry for her. First of all, she doesn't cry much. So even that waking up in the middle of the night crying is very odd. So I knew immediately something was off and it wasn't a cry of, "Uh, uh, I'm tired. I can't get back to sleep. It was a, I'm scared of something cry. Like, so one thing that you could have thought, or I thought was, Oh, maybe she had a nightmare. So that was the first thing that I thought of. So I got up and I went to her room And it was pretty obvious that it wasn't a nightmare. It wasn't something that she woke up from. There was something she was scared of in the room. She was kind of looking differently. She was kind of just, she just had a different energy and intuitively, right? Because that's what I try to do for parenting. I felt that. And I put that out there kind of, not kind of, but I put that out there to the group in the chat and said, does anyone have 
ways of handling this or talking with their children. And you, beautifully enough, sent me a message and said, hey, let's talk later. I've got some ideas. So let's just start right there uh, with what are some of your, your thoughts on that or even examples from your own parenting? Yeah. So I have experience with that too, because I have a son who also has, I would say all the Claire's, like he has experiences ever since he was, gosh, probably like two years old was the very first experience with him. He came downstairs and he asked us, who's Bobo? And Bobo is my husband's grandfather who passed away when he was, when my husband was like three years old. And then his grandmother remarried. That man is like the man that my husband refers to as like his grandfather. So if we were to ever talk about a grandfather, it would be this other man. And like, I've only heard Bobo, you know, a handful of times. And I was like, what? Well, how, where did you hear that? And then he like clammed up. So that was kind of like my first clue. And then he also had a friend ghost. And, you know, kids have imaginary friends. And so I was kind of like, okay, maybe it's an imaginary friend. But it's a really peculiar name, <laughs> friend ghost. So you're telling me that his friend's name was ghost. No, it was friend ghost. Oh, the, friend ghost. Okay. Got it. Okay. So his imagine his friend was friend ghost. Okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> he was probably like two and a half. So like, it's a very logical name for a two and a half year old. Right. And so he had this friend ghost and he would always talk to me about friend ghost and friend ghost is here. Friend ghost talks to me like, I love friend ghost. Da, da, da. And I just was always like, oh, okay. And I was supportive and I validated him, but I never really like knew for sure. But then like he too was having trouble sleeping through the night and like he'd get scared at night. And I think it's like generally what every kid kind of goes through is that like separation anxiety of leaving their mom, but it still kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So it was like, you know, friend ghost, you're going to have to go. Like, this is kind of scaring me. This is not okay. Like I am asking you to leave. I didn't know at the time that that is actually how you can make a ghost or spirit leave. Yeah. So I was going to jump in here. So this is before any of your development. This is before yeah. any of your intuitive development, before you realize that we have abilities, that our words really do do things, etc. Yes. Okay. Yes. I um, had my own spiritual awakening kind of like a, in the bio. I had that about a year and a half ago. And this, my son, all of this taking place was um, when he was two and he's eight now. So six years ago. Got right? it. Okay. So you say out loud to friend yeah. ghost. Yes. You need to leave. And I had no idea that that would do anything, but I was just like, you got to go away. The next morning he woke up and he was devastated. Like he was so upset. He told me, well, you know, my friend ghost is God. Why did my friend ghost leave me? He went to preschool that day. He told his preschool teacher, like my friend ghost is gone. And I'm sure the teacher was like, what in the world kid? He told all of our family, like friend ghost is gone. So like, it was really devastating. And so at that point I was like, oh, well, maybe it was an imaginary friend. Cause that's very, you know, coincidental that I prayed him away and now he's gone gone. So that was kind of like, you know, clue number two, that maybe friend ghost is, or that he can see things. Then, uh, hit like about six months later, my husband's mom passed away 
And she passed away kind of like early in the morning. So by the time my son woke up, um, she was already gone. And he woke up yelling through the house, screaming, friend ghost is back. Friend ghost is back. And was so excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like this is unbelievable. So just incredible. So he definitely has abilities and and can do this. So the story that I wanted to tell you to help you is that I actually had the opportunity to kind of talk tape through a really magical night. It had highs and lows. I was, it was the middle of the night one night. My husband was out of town and Tate woke up and he was coughing. And so he came down to my room and I um, got him a little drink of water And when I got him the water, I was like pouring the water glass and I just like said a prayer to the angels. And I said, angels, like, please protect him, keep him safe, you know, help him feel better. And I get back in bed, I give him the water and he's like, mom, there's a rainbow force field around me. And I was like, what? Yeah, there's like this rainbow force field around me. I said, well, I I don't know. It could either be your aura or it could be the prayer I just said. He was like, I think it's your prayer. And I was like, I think it is too. And he was like, wow. Like, I mean, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And like the power of prayer, how like, you know, it actually does create an energy around you. And then he was like, oh my gosh, mom, there's these things above me. And he kept like putting his hands out. Like he was like going to like catch something or have something land on his hand. And he's like, they're right there and there and there. And he goes, oh my gosh. And I can see grandma Nana and I can see Dee Dee's dad. And I see Bella and Nina, like our dogs that passed away. And I can see Papa's dog. Papa's dog we mentioned like one time, a very long time ago that he had passed away. So for him to like bring that up in that moment, that dog had to have been there. And I was like, oh my gosh, Tate, like, that's incredible. Like, thank you for telling me. And then and then he was like, and I see someone else and he's, got, he looks different than the others. He's got dark eyes. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I said, okay, well, this is what you do. You take that rainbow light and you wrap it around them and you tell them to go to the light. And he was like, okay. And so he like scooped, scooped the light up. And then he like circled it in the air. Like he was wrapping around the guy. And then he goes, mom, he's gone. And I was like, oh my gosh, he did. It. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And it was just kind of like one of those moments where you just had to sit back afterwards and just really fully grasp like what just happened. To just like witness that with him. And then also to be um a part of helping him cross the spirit into the light mm-hmm. is so incredible. Like I hope that I can use my abilities to help people that are living and help them heal with grief but like more importantly to help souls like cross into the light that's like one of our you know most I don't know honorable jobs you know what I mean or like important jobs and um and so to be able to teach him that was just a really incredibly defining moment for us there were some pivotal things that I think that we all need to do to be able to like get to that point with our kids. Yeah. I was going to pop in here just a a couple of things. First of all, you're bringing up so many 
things that we have talked about on the past in on the podcast, but you're making it very, very real. So you talk about clairvoyance, right? So that you can see things, but your son has extreme clairvoyance and he is connected. He is seeing things. And as you were talking, I could just see so many other parents shut down the rainbow light, whatever. Let's just get you in bed and get you back to sleep. That is a very real thing. Oh, your son or daughter wakes up and wants water and then doesn't want to go back to their bed because there's something in the room that doesn't feel right. And so many parents just poo-poo that. No, boogeymans don't exist. There's nothing under your bed, et cetera. And they don't validate. And you did such a good job of validating and then letting him talk with you and tell you more things. And instead of asking very specific questions, oh, where do you think it came from? Oh, what color is it? Is it actually a rainbow? Is it all around? Is it three dimensional? No, you just let him tell his story. And that's a very, very powerful thing when we're thinking about raising children that are spiritual. So it's good on you, mama. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that like the thought didn't cross my mind because apparently I'm, you know, I'm clairvoyant. I can see things and I'm not seeing it. So like there was a part of me that wanted to be like, was he really seeing this? Cause I'm not seeing it. But right. then through the classes, I know, well, we all see things differently. We all have different ability levels. We all, you know, so, so that I was able to have an open mind with put that other side of me away and have an open mind and just, yeah, let him share his experience of what he was seeing. So. Yeah, that, that was, that was great. The whole concept of you know how we connected in terms of me being able to talk with Teal about it. It wasn't like you really gave me a ton of, this is what you do, ABC, one, two, three. But I think just like the biggest thing that I took away from our original conversation was just acknowledging it. And then using words that give them an opportunity to feel it and to live it and to be okay with it. And then finally giving them action. I now will ask the spirits to leave. If there's anyone that is not here to support Teal in her sleeping, they need to leave. Visiting hours are over. Like I say those things, like everyone out. Unless you are specifically here to help her sleep, you are not welcome right now. You can come back tomorrow and play, but not right now. And as I say those things in my head, I have to get better at also letting Teal, now she's telepathic. So of course she's hearing everything that I think, which is a real tricky thing. Let's just say that if she hears everything that I think, (laughs) holy God almighty. Uh, Anyways, uh, but I also have gotten better at saying, Teal, this is how, what you can think. Teal, this is what you can say. Because as we all know, she's a verbalist and she's not using words right now. So I will oftentimes then say it out loud for her to say, you can think these things to get that energy out of the room or to feel safer or to feel happier or just to feel more at peace and at rest. Um, so you gave me all those things just in our conversation. So thank you for that. Okay. You were going to, you were going to go on, I think, to give us some three other ideas. Yes. Also, I want to say just specifically for Teal, like um, the speech pathologist in me has to come out for a sec. <laughs> Actually, I love it. <laughs> like picture supports just so that she sees it and she thinks it as a visual reminder. So, you know, we're always like, I'm praying for you or I, and, and then like, 
I forget because life happens. And then like a week later, I'll be like, oh, I was supposed to be praying for this person. (laughs) Sending good energy for that hot second. I didn't send that. I didn't send that energy for the rest of the week, dude. Shoot. Yes. Good idea. Okay. Picture support. (laughs) So what I do next to my bed is I create a circle. And then the people that I'm praying for, I write their names inside the circle. So it's like a circle of light and then their names. And I say, my intention is that whether or not I say them, I've got this circle and I'm like saying this prayer for this person. You know what I mean? And so like, even just by looking at it, I'm sending that energy Yeah. or like a protection for her. You can have her, it's like one of the things we say for um, kids is like, you know, imagine yourself in a circle of light, like Tate had his rainbow light and that can help them and protect them and protect their energy. And also another thing too, is like school protecting their energy at school. Cause there's so much energy at school. It's funny before, as I was like opening up every time I would go to drop off, my stomach would hurt. Like I had anxiety and I was like, why do I have anxiety? But I was picking <laughs> You're up feeling it. Yeah. All the kids' energy I didn't realize. So teaching kids like how to put up that bubble. So if you could have like a picture of like a light bubble or something where she could just see it and reminder, like this is it. Or every time you look at this, this will activate the bubble opening up. Yeah. So she doesn't have to say anything. She's she sees it and it happens. I love that. And we actually have an of art piece too, that has a rainbow on it. And a little girl is blowing bubbles. Very interesting. So we, and she points to that a lot every morning she wakes up and points to it. So I'm wondering if we could use that as her, like, Hey, you got a rainbow of protection around you. And these bubbles are all here for you. Oh, oh, yay. I love it. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You're You're welcome. On Mentorship Mondays, we had an episode where we talked about um, spiritually gifted children, and we kind of came up with some main themes that will help kids who have uh, either spiritual gifts or you just want to raise them spiritually. I feel like, and again, I'm just the language development in me, speech pathologist is going to come out, but like how we learn language, it's all about validating experiences. So you just said a little baby just goes ba 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 ba, and you're like, oh my gosh, you just said ba 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 ba. You validate their experience; they're more likely to say the B sound. But then they say some, you know, weird sound that might be a uh, sound in another language, but it's not in our language. We completely ignore it, and so they don't learn that sound. So that's how language is developed, and I feel like spirituality and our intuitive abilities are also developed in the same way. So. The more we validate it, the stronger it gets with kids, whether they are, you know, they're spiritually gifted or you just want to raise them in a spiritual way. Validating their experiences is in their feelings is kind of the number one thing. So, and you talked about that before with my experience, like you just, you just validate it. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're scared. Like, thank you for telling me, like, don't brush it off. They are scared. I think that was the biggest thing as a child. Like I felt like I was having all of these experiences that scared me or made me feel uncomfortable, but no one validated it. And so I just thought I was a kid with an imagination and then a young adult with an imagination. And I was like, what is this going to end? Yeah. Um, Cause it's not right. It's not accepted. It's not yeah. standard. 
Not everyone yeah. does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whether you validate it or not, I still had those feelings and I still felt uncomfortable, but then I had no one to share it with. For an example of that, like when Teal, ever since she was little, 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 if she would follow something in the air in, in any room, I would say, oh, who's here visiting? Yes. I would just, oh, is someone here with us? Oh, yeah. did grandma, did great grandma come? Did Poppy show up? Is that Willow? You know, our cat. I, I mean, I would just, I would validate. And still to this day, we were dry, we drive to school and we have a, we drive a Tesla. And so in the back, her window is wide open. So she can see the sky and all the trees and she doesn't look out to her right. She looks up and she follows. And I will, I will say, do we have angels with us today? You know, oh, the angels are with us, huh? Sometimes I try not to ask a question because then she has to feel like she has to answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I will try to validate all the time because I think it's huge for children and yeah. adults, but children especially. And then again, once you validate that works on their expression. So their ability to, to express emotions, does this make me fearful or does it just make me uncomfortable? Does it make me feel scared? Does it make me feel happy? Like the feeling that it's giving you, I think as a female, you're like, just always trained. You have to be happy. You have to be happy. Right. And so then all of a sudden, like if you could give me a questionnaire at any time in my life and I'd be like, yes, I am happy. But then like, you know, I start to think about it and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not happy. There are other feelings that I can feel. Yeah. Expressing your emotions, learning your emotions is really important. And letting your child do that. So what I'm hearing you say is that's the next step is not just validating the experience, but validating the emotion that comes with the experience. Yes. There's actually a whole new book series out that we just got for Teal, which is, um, I think, and I can put it in the show notes, but it's um, everyone feels sad sometimes. Everyone feels angry sometimes. Everyone feels frustrated sometimes. The frustrated one is actually really good for Teal because it gives you very specific things that you can do when you're frustrated. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Those are great books. I highly recommend them. Okay. (laughs) Back to Um, Yes. Well, it's a podcast for kids. So exactly. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing is... um, again, like teaching them the power of intention and the power of your thoughts. So like with Tate, like saying, okay, now take the light and, you know, wrap it around the man. He didn't, you know, there, there was no visible physical light, but yet that worked. And actually another really beautiful story about that. Tell me. So Tate randomly like a bit into like burger, which doesn't make any sense. And he broke his tooth in the middle of the night. It just like caused like severe tooth pain. And he was like, make the pain go away, make the pain go away. So I gave him some Tylenol. And then I just tried to like surround him in light and just tried to like help the light, like calm his feelings. Cause I feel like it, there was a lot of like panic that caused the pain. <laughs> That's very true though. Panic heightens the fear of what it could be heightens it. Yes. Yeah. So I used light to just kind of calm him and then also take away the pain. I did it. And again, he took Tylenol too, but he goes, the pain is gone. Like, how did you do that, mom? Well, I just took light and I surrounded it and I, you know, made sure that it would calm you. And, and he was like, oh my gosh. And so then the next day he went to school 
And there was a little girl who got hurt on the playground and she ran up to a teacher and was crying and she wouldn't stop crying. And so Tate goes, mom, I saw the little girl on the playground and she wouldn't stop crying. So I surrounded her in my light and she stopped crying right away. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. First of all, your child's amazing. But what a, whoa. Right. You taught him that and then he felt comfortable enough. Boom. Next day application. Do it. Yes, exactly. So and you're leading by modeling and exampling. It's all speech, right? Model, model, model. <laughs> you're just modeling beautiful behavior. You're giving him tools to then immediately go practice it. Yeah. Oh, I love him. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel like whether or not you believe in this, which I hope you do because it is so real, but whether or not you do, the intention of it is so beautiful. I taught him to just love someone else. You know, when someone is in need, you just send them love and that is all you need to do. Okay. I feel like you're making a cry face, which is going to like make me. A cry no, face. I'm not. I'm writing it down. When someone okay. is in need, you just send them love. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that might just have to be the code of the week. That is what you're talking about. I think we use these words of spirituality and intuition and mediumship and healing and all of those words. And it really does just come down to if you can grasp love and you can just figure out what that means for you and then send it, send it. Well, that is, I mean, essentially what God is, is love, right? Pure love. So the light is actually love light. And yeah. that's what you're doing is just sending love. Yeah. So the three things that you said, validating the experiences, validating the emotion and honoring the emotion, not just saying, I understand that you feel that way, but honoring it, being present with it, letting them experience the emotion and then giving them the language and the skill sets to do that. And it doesn't have to be complicated, right? You didn't have to explain to him that there is this light source that is God, that you will then send this person into the light and you will wish them well. And you, you didn't do any of that. You simply said the two things that he needed to hear, surround him in the rainbow light and send him up to the love, to the light. Uh, I mean, that's all it was. You said, I just wrapped you and your pain in a beautiful white love light and your pain went away. You didn't do anything complicated. And and yeah, we make it really complicated for us adults. We don't have to make it complicated for us adults either. I remember when someone said, oh my gosh, it takes me like 40 to 45 minutes to open my chakras. And I, I said, okay, hold on. It's just energy. If you need to open your chakras in 30 seconds, you can do it. Think, open chakras, see them opening up. Okay, done. We're good. Swirl them around. Done. Like I just got hot. I just felt my chakras open wide. I just visualized this rainbow of light coming up through my body, swirling, and my chakras opened. Now, I'm not saying everyone can do that. I'm not necessarily saying that's what we need to do every single day because I did also spend 45 minutes today working on my chakras. But, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. We don't have to make this spirituality, this woo-woo, this unattainable experience. We can just be regular parents and honor it within our kids because they're spiritual. 
Mm-hmm. They're so spiritual without us. He was seeing Bobo and he was seeing ghost friend ghost and he was seeing all this without you. You just gave him voice for it. Yeah. In a simple way. Yeah. So the power of love is the fourth. Perfect. And then sometimes too, I will say you do all that. And sometimes you can create this like beautiful, wonderful experience, right? And then other times they're still scared or they still need a little bit of just reassurance from you. So I would say the things you could do are like, you can let them sleep with you. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I don't think you're enabling because you're doing all these other things to empower. If it's feasible, let them feel safe and let them sleep with you. I think you could do some essential oils in water in a spray bottle and you can spray their room. Um, So either like sage in water or lavender in water. They can also do it too. So they participate. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Have them do it so that they get ownership and empowerment with that. Um, When we sage the house, my son's always like, oh, let me do it. I'm sure it's because something's on fire, but. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Boys in their fire. Actually, anyone in their fire. I like things on fire. What am I kidding? (laughs) Who am I kidding? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I totally agree. Let them sleep with you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As long as it doesn't become a crazy habit that you're worried about. If you're not worried about it and it becomes a crazy habit, great. It's all whatever you want to do as a parent. So perfect. Give them ownership of things like essential oils or diffusing or spray bottles, et cetera. What else? And then the other thing is using the imagination and the visuals to visualize. That's what I was going to say. The visualizations to visualize that light protecting you. For Tate, we say, put on your we say rainbow light now, people will say that God's light looks like golden light, white light, or rainbow light. So I would just say, you know, surround yourself in God's white light, because for me, it's white. But now I know it's rainbow light. So now I say surround yourself in the rainbow force field, because that was yeah, his That's his words. Uh huh. The other thing we would say is um, put on your golden armor. Really cool story about that one too. So the very first time we said, put on your golden armor, or I said, put on your golden armor, because he was afraid to go upstairs for bath by himself. I was like, you can do it. I was trying to clean up the dishes. Like, I was like, I really like just want to finish the dishes and I really need you to go up for bath. And so I was like, just put on your golden armor and, and you can make it. So he envisioned himself with golden armor on and he goes upstairs and then he was laying in bed and he was like, mom, there's someone here. And I was like, okay, so I did the whole, if you are not here for bedtime, like you need to leave. And then I was like, who's here? And I heard Lance a lot. And I was like, am I just like making that up? And I saw him and he was like walking through a door. And I kind of like saw like how tall he was compared to the door, you know? So I was like, okay, if he, I'm going to try to find a picture of Lance a lot. And if he looks to be the same height, like maybe it was Lancelot, right? Sure. And so I Google Lancelot and the very first picture that pops up for Lancelot is him walking through a door. And I was like, are you kidding me? But I just think because like it was his armor that he, his golden armor that he put on attracted a warrior. A warrior for him. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, Maren, this has been just I love it. All the tangible tools you gave us. I think that's huge for all of us parents that are trying to raise these little spiritual beings. Uh, it's really, really important and extremely valuable. So how can people find you? 
So you can find my story on Instagram at making of a medium. I, again, recently found out I had these abilities. So I kind of like share my just tidbits of knowledge that I come across or um, stories of first happenings. So you can find me on Instagram at making of a medium. I have a website, makingofamedium.com. You can find out more about me on there. You could book a reading. And then also on the YouTube channel, The Healing Art. It's heart, but the E is a dash. So the healing I'll put that in. Yeah, I'll put that in the short notes. That's a tricky one. Yeah. I go on there with my mentor, who's an incredible medium. And I kind of come and tell her my experiences. And like, she just tells me why it is. She's just unbelievable. Like I'll say, my spirit guide said this. And I I felt like that was just really way too short of a message. And she'll say, nope, this is why it was the message. And this is why that message is so important. And this is how other people can learn from it. So it's a really amazing show. Yeah. Very fun. That'll be cool. I'm going to check that out uh, for sure. Okay. And then we, I'm going to close with one final question. And that is, what is one word that you would use to describe a child with special needs? Oh my gosh. So funny. Uh, can it be, can it yes. be a couple words? Yes. This came to me today, actually. I, one of my kids that I was working with, I was like, this kid is not the best. This kid is better than the best. I would definitely say better than the best. Oh, I, love so. I think my teal is better than the best too. You know. Thank you for spending some time with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I love telling stories about my kids. So anytime. <laughs> and your and your kids are pretty magical. So good on you, mama. Well, well done. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you found one or two meaningful nuggets of information to make your day better. If you think there's value in what we do, please take a moment to tell another friend, family member, or a caregiver. We'd love to hear from you at forourspecialkids at gmail.com. You can send in a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like to learn more about, or if you'd like us to highlight a certain person, please send that information to us. It makes our show so much better and so much more valuable for you. Our Facebook and Instagram handle is for our special kids. And finally, remember to witness the wonder and the wisdom within yourself and others. Until next time.